as you're seated, I want to thank this team for just helping us to worship because this is exactly what this emphasis is about. And that is why I ask you to come back tonight as we continue in this pursuit of God's presence, His word to us, and then to pray and to seek His face. I pray that you'll honor this time. It was the time of the judges. For Israel, it had never been darker. For every one was doing what was right in his or her own eyes. And at that time, Bethlehem was encountering a famine. So Elimelech said to his wife, Naomi, I think we should leave. We should go to Moab. Naomi participated in that decision, and they took what was then their young adult sons, and they leave Bethlehem. They go to this place called Moab, and when they've been there just a few days, Elimelech dies. Now it's Naomi and her two sons. And they meet two Moabite girls and end up getting married. And now Naomi has two daughters-in-law, that's Ruth and Orpah, not Oprah. And when they had been married ten years, her sons die. Her heart is shattered and now it's Naomi and Ruth and Orpah and... It has come to Naomi that there is provision in Bethlehem, and so she makes a decision to go back. These two young ladies that had become so close to her, they are with her, and as they're leaving Moab, Naomi turns to them, and she said, you should both stay here. Your future is here. You should find men, and you should marry them, and Do your life. They both loved Naomi. They said, no, we want to go with you. And she said, I have nothing to offer you. I have no other sons. And if, by chance, I could be married again and get pregnant, you couldn't wait the amount of time it would take for both of those two boys to become men where you could marry them. I have nothing to offer you. You should stay here. And Orpah takes her up on that advice and she drifts back into Moab. But Ruth looks at her mother-in-law and says, I'm staying with you. And out of that encounter comes this, this verse we've all heard. I'll put it on the screen. It's Ruth 1 verse 16. And why don't you read it out loud with me? But Ruth replied, Don't ask me to leave. Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And so they both return to Bethlehem. When they returned, there were people who remembered Naomi, and they were very 
excited that she was back. And they said, Naomi, we welcome you back. And Naomi said, don't call me by that name. Naomi means joyful. Naomi said, look, I left here full, but I have returned empty. And alongside of her was Ruth. Where over and over again the book emphasizes Ruth the Moabite, the outsider, the foreigner. So into this dark time of Israel's history, we now have established there are like three groups. And as I prayed for this spiritual emphasis, powerfully the Lord has dealt with me that each three are represented here. The first is like Elimelech and Naomi, where when times got tough, they looked eastward, as we're told you can do, even to this day. If you're in Bethlehem and you look eastward on a clear day, you can see the high plains of Moab. Elimelech and Naomi are going through a difficult time. And Moab is very appealing. Moab is not where they should go. They worship a false god there. But when you're hurting, there's a certain weakness. And it's easy to see the good side of evil. Is it, it's easy to see only the attraction of sin. Is it, it's easy to be disillusioned. You don't know that what you're going into is going to be destructive. And I just want to challenge some people that I know represent that group in this service. The time, the season you're living in, it's arid, it's hard, it's painful. And in this time, the enemy of your soul has been showing you the menu of Moab. He has been showing you the pleasure of sin. He's been saying things like, you would be better off just to disconnect from this relationship with God and go there. He is hiding the hook and showing you the bait. And my heart reaches to you in my first prayer in this spiritual emphasis is that God would give you staying power. Don't you leave your love for Jesus. Don't you leave what you know to be true even though it's hard. Don't walk away. Even though it seems your prayers aren't getting answered and you have more questions than you've ever had and no answers, don't walk away. And I know I appeal to you and, and it's hard and in the natural, you probably don't have what it takes and that's why my prayer is that the Spirit of God would give you staying power. Hold you steady. The next group is seen through Naomi who 
who did walk away. She left Bethlehem. She left the house of bread. And she went to Moab. As they looked on the horizons of Moab, they were having harvest. And they, they went for it even though it was the wrong decision. And 14 times in four chapters that I hope you'll read word for word and line by line called the book of Ruth. It talks about this place, Moab. It's very clear that it's just a type of sin. I remember as a college student, very clearly, one night I was hungry. There was a certain pizza place that would deliver. And I was going to order a pizza, and some of my friends said, look, we just ordered that. We got really sick. I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But, I mean, I was holding the advertisement. And that pepperoni pizza with extra cheese was calling my name. And I made the call and placed the order. And I ate it. And I promise you, I got sicker than I've ever been. I was hospitalized for over three days with food poison, and it was horrible. Other people said, don't go there. I know it looks good, but it will mess you up. But I didn't listen. Sin has a price. And if you spent some of 2012 in Moab, you know what I'm talking about. Others said, don't go. Look what it did to us. But the pain was too bad and the attraction was too strong. And you've learned how sin adds to your sorrow and subtracts your energy and multiplies your problems and it divides your loyalties. When Naomi went to Moab, she had her sons and her, her son's names transliterated to us. The one means satisfaction, the other means song. And in sin, she lost her satisfaction. And she lost her song. That's what happens. And I know I'm talking to some people today. And like Naomi, you've come back. There was something on the inside that said... I'm going to return. It doesn't mean you figured out why the tough times and the pain occurred. It doesn't mean you have answers. It doesn't mean you're excited to be back. Like Naomi, there was just something in you that said, I've got to return. But you sit here today and maybe like Naomi, you're like, I left full. 
I'm back. But I'm bitter. I know I need to be back. But I don't understand. And it seems that God has been really unfair to me. I want to talk to those who are in the Naomi group. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you have returned. And I don't have an ounce of condemnation for the questions. I just want you to listen. When Naomi and Ruth get back into Bethlehem, they find a place to stay. And like the next morning, Ruth says to Naomi, we need food, so I'm going. And the custom of the day is if you had no food or you were an outsider, their custom was you just went into a a nearby field and you would request permission to what the Bible says, glean from the field. And it was like a corner would be left where as they gathered harvest, they would give some leftovers for maybe someone who is in hard times to just come and glean a little bit of the leftovers so that maybe they could make it through that difficult period. So Ruth goes out and she ventures into this field. She's never been to Bethlehem. She's the Moabite. And as she goes into this field, there are men and women working the field. And she says, could I glean? Could I take from the leftovers? They said, We'll give you that permission. And as she's doing that, into the field walks the owner. And the owner of the field's Boaz. Boaz is watching the the activity of the day. And he says to his employees, how's it going? They say, we're doing well. He looks over and sees Ruth. He doesn't know who she is. Who's that? They said, well, that's this Moabite. And she's asked permission. To glean from the field and told her it was okay. And he looks over at Ruth and he says, listen, don't you ever go into another field. You come to this field every day. No one here will hurt you. They won't deal roughly with you. And when they take a break and get water... You break with them and you get water where they get water. And at the end of that first day, Boaz gathers up this huge bag of barley, gives it to Ruth, and Ruth goes home. And when Ruth walks in the door and Naomi looks over, Naomi says, where did you get that? He said, well, I, I got it from the field. And, and Naomi knew when you glean from a field, you get some provision, but you don't get it lavished on you. You don't come home with it pressed down, shaken together and running over. And Naomi says, what happened? She said, I go into this field. And the owner came in. He looks at me and says, You can come to this field every day. And at the end of the day, he gave me all of this barley. And his name is Boaz. 
Naomi said, Who did you say? Boaz. And Naomi says, Ruth, you don't know this, but Boaz is a distant relative of your father-in-law, my husband Elimelech. He is in the circle of our covenant redeemers. And the Bible says, it's chapter 2, that immediately Naomi was revived. And she learned, what I pray for you, that when you return, even with your questions, even with your bitterness, You come into a realization of the sovereignty of God through a gift that he gives you, that he gives you, that makes you to know that he's faithful and that he loves you. There was no other way that this could have all happened the way it did unless God was in control and setting it in motion And it all transferred over to the heart of Naomi to help her not only to return, but to be revived in the depths of her broken heart and soul. And listen, it rendered her joyful. She said, call me Naomi again. And my prayer And this spiritual emphasis is that the sovereignty of God would give you a gift so that it renders you joyful. Meaning, you know again he's faithful and that he loves you. Ruth, the Moabite, the outsider. She's back in Beth. She's in Bethlehem for the first time. She ventures out, ends up in this field. The field of a distant relative who's part of the covenant circle of redeemers for Elimelech's family. Sends her home with all of this provision. And we'll get into this. It'll take next week to really detail it out. But I want you to see, here's Ruth. She's not a Jew. She's a Moabite. She was raised in sin, born in sin. She was raised to serve another. She knew nothing about this man, Boaz. There was just something about Naomi, even though she was broken that made Ruth think, you know what? I need to go where she goes. And when she came into Bethlehem and into the field that was owned by Boaz, she, a Moabite, an outsider, a foreigner, not only gets a little of the leftovers, but while she's a Moabite, Boaz lavished out his love on her 
And by now, the lights on the dashboard should really be going off to remind us of the New Testament truth that while we were still sinners, Christ died and lavished out His love on us. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity, and yet while we were sinners, without hope, strangers, aliens, He lavished out His love. It doesn't end there. If you look at chapter 1, this all starts at the end of barley harvest, which in the, the festival cycle of Israel, that would be first fruits. By the time you get to the end of the book of Ruth, we'll get there. Boaz marries Ruth. Boaz marries a Moabite. And the way he's able is because he's the kinsman redeemer. Just so happens. And he's able to bring her into covenant relationship. And when that happens, it's the end of the wheat harvest, which in the Jewish festival cycle is the feast of Pentecost. So Ruth, a foreigner, a stranger, an alien is brought into Bethlehem, the house of bread, into the field of Boaz, who lavishes out his love on her and even says, will you marry me? And brings her into covenant, not just into relationship where she's provided for, but into presence, into communion. And it all happens on Pentecost Because when you get redeemed, you are open to the blessing of the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is not just saying you're in the family, but you have fellowship now as a son and a daughter of Almighty God. And every day with Jesus, our Boaz is sweeter than the day gets better they get married yeah matter of fact you're going to love this part we'll get into it Ruth when she's telling Naomi about the field Naomi says you need to keep going to that field and when she's coming in with all this provision it dawns on Naomi Something's happening here. Boaz ends up marrying Ruth. Ruth then has her firstborn, whose name is Obed. Obed grows up, gets married, and has a child. His name is Jesse. And Jesse becomes the father of David, through which comes our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Moabite who came to church, Bethlehem, the house of bread, who met Boaz, a type of Jesus, gets such love lavished out that she's brought into covenant relationship 
and then delivered into purpose of which she becomes part of the unfolding redemptive story where she's mentioned in the very lineage of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords himself, Jesus Christ. When we say that God's grace is amazing, we mean it. You can't even fathom nor I all that God has in store for those that he redeems. And, and, by Ruth marrying Boaz and then the family continuing, what does that do? Naomi, who got revived just by the provision that God orchestrated through Boaz, is now fully restored because her family line continues. And it only could continue, not if Ruth married somebody, but she had to marry a kinsman, redeemer, who could continue the line. So if you are tempted by the high plains of Moab, my prayer for you is don't you leave. If you left, Because the pain was too much and the questions too many. And you've returned. Get ready. Because God is going to revive you by revealing his faithfulness through his sovereignty and his love to you for you. Like a package with your name on it. And if like Ruth, You're here because someone invited you, but you don't understand the details of the Bible or know a whole lot about Easter, but something said, I need to go. My friend, God is about to save you and revolutionize. Not just your heart. He's going to forgive your future. Just as though you never lived in Moab. You will be looked at as a son, a daughter of God. And it will release you into a future that is filled with the divine destiny for which you were created.